Oh my gosh. She has done the unstoppable. Our locker room ladies. Two touchdowns. They're getting hot right now at the right time. My name's Maddie. My name's Charlotte Payne. This is Locker Room Ladies. Go Canes. Welcome back to Locker Room Ladies. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this very special 100th episode. I'm Charlotte Payne. Welcome back for the 100th time. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe we are at 100 episodes. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of our hearts to every single person who's literally ever listened to even a couple minutes of our show. It means the world. I cannot believe we've been doing this for almost two years and 100 episodes later, here we are and we're still loving every second of it. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you if you've ever listened. Thank you if you are a loyal listener and you listen every week that means the world as well especially that actually means the world because you keep coming back to listen to us and that's incredible so I know I kind of want to put everybody in a room and just say hi right (laughs) thank you guys so much it's been such a fun ride this has been one of the most amazing things I've ever been a part of and I'm so thankful to Charlotte for making this a reality and Thanks again. We're going to keep on going, guys. See you at 200. Very, very, right? I mean, see you at 400. See you at 1,000. It's just the, like one of the most amazing things. Like 400, 4,000, would you say? I said 1,000. 1,000? Oh my God, when will that be? We'll be in like math, 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 um, math, math. Like a little bit. 16 years. 16? All right, let's do or it. Or 18 years. <laughs> Okay, so what I was going to say is echoing that. Um, that's my new thing to say, echoing that. Echoing that. Um, I, I'm very excited to have been a part of it, and I'm very excited to have talked about so many locker room ladies every single week. I've learned so much about so many amazing women. I've gotten to meet so many amazing women. I've gotten a job and a career from an amazing locker room lady. So it's just pretty crazy that – this is all. Like, the and in honor of all of those amazing women, instead of doing one new locker room lady today, we're actually just going to honor all of our past locker room ladies, our entire locker room lady wall of fame. So we rounded up all of the locker room ladies. Honestly, we didn't do the best job of keeping track <laughs> of them in our no, little docs, but we rounded up um, as many as we could. And we are just going to read off their names. So if you guys. Maddie, I totally forgot who we did first. And looking back, knowing who it was, is who it was now, what an amazing yeah. first locker room lady. Yeah, and, and for the record, we've also doubled up on some locker room ladies. We've had recurring locker yes. room ladies that have yes. come more than yes. once. We've had episodes with yes. multiple locker room ladies. We've had all of the above. So we just wanted to give a shout out to all of these incredible women and give you guys the opportunity to check back up on some of them if you haven't in a while. So, so Charlotte, if you want to start us off with our first ever locker room lady. Our first was Becky Hammond. Can you believe it? I would love to talk about her again. Then we had uh, Jennifer King, Lori Locust, Morel Javadifar, Christy Bartlett, Chelsea Romero, and Callie Brownson all back when um, Tampa Bay was going to the Super Bowl. Remember that? Right. That was, oh my goodness. I can't believe that was almost two years ago. We've also had Valerie Camillo, Sarah Thomas, Kim Brady, Julie Freimer, 
Captain Sarah Koshuba. We've had so many and so many of these women. We've also gotten the chance to have live interviews with yes. some of them, which has been amazing. Yes. Naomi Osaka, Lori Hernandez, Maya Shaka, the UConn women's basketball team, Dawn Staley, Dee Dee Richards. Maddie, I'm out of breath. Can you take it? <laughs> We've had Haley Jones, Cam Dobbs, another recurring locker Quiet. room lady, yes. Nicole Lynn, Christine Arians, Amy Salmonson, Nina King. One of my favorites. Yes. Nina King, Simone Biles, Allison Felix, Gabby Thomas, Charlotte, take it away. Olivia Moultrie, Ashley Barty, uh, Lydia Jacoby. I feel like we're at graduation. <laughs> I know it does. We it's also had fun. the all-female broadcast team for yes. the first all-female broadcast team for an MLB game, which featured Melanie Newman, Alana Rizzo, Sarah Langs, Heidi Watney, and Lauren Gardner. We also had the first NHL all-female broadcast team, Leah Hextall, Cassie Campbell-Pascal, and Linda Cohn. Amazing. That was fun. We did Sunisa Lee, McKenna Myler, Carly Lloyd. We had Maria Andre Sheik. Remember her? Mm-hmm. That was fun. Emma Radu Canu, yeah. Carissa Moore, Sophie Lespina. Remember the high schooler from Long Island? Oh my gosh, so many young locker room ladies. Nellie Corda, Candace Parker, Katie Meyer, Pam Oliver, AZ Fudd, Marika Lissick, Rachel Balkovic. Catherine Rays, Jessica Cohen, Blake Bolden, Mame Baini, Aaron Jackson, Michelle Roberts, Anissa Morrow, Caitlin Clark. We did the sports bra that day, Maddie. Oh my goodness, that seems like it wasn't even that long ago. We've talked about the sports bra quite a bit since then, actually. Yeah, we did. That's like a recurring character on the show. We did the Tennessee women's basketball team, Deja Kelly, Nalissa Smith, Destiny Henderson, Alyssa Nakin, Chloe Grimes, Kim Maielli, Kelsey Whitmore, so many amazing women. Kathy Engelbert, we did the Thompson sisters, Alyssa and Giselle from, uh, from California, the UNC women's lacrosse team when they won the championship, Title IX, and we honored Bernice Bunny Sandler, Malika Andrews, Jessica Campbell, Jessica Holtz, Aspen Jacoby, Susan Waldman, Pepper Pursley. Serena Williams, Kelsey Plum, Caroline McDonald, Linda G. Alvarado to kick off Hispanic Heritage Month, Marisol Villa Gomez, Liz Reyes, Andrea Perez, Jessica Mendoza, Sarah Nurse, Bella Rasmussen, the Portland Thorns. Now we're getting close, if you guys remember. Sabrina Ionescu and Olivia Pichardo. We've also honored each other. We've honored our mothers. We've honored our female friends and acquaintances I mean like the list goes on from here but this was just what I we uh mocked up from from old outlines it's so fun to go through this because so many of these women have had an impact in different corners of the sports world and Mm -hmm. I just think I honestly have chills Charlotte like looking at this list of all these women I don't know why I'm getting so emotional right now I think, wow, it I like, wasn't when we were going through it, but now looking at this whole list just in front of me, I think it's so, so, so incredible that we've been able to give each of these women a highlight and talk yeah. about them and learn about them and just give them the attention that they deserve because they've done such amazing things and they're continuing to do amazing things. And now that I'm looking at this list, I would love to go back and and do an update on some of these women right? as we move we forward. When we're looking for more locker room ladies, we can always give updates right. on past locker room ladies. Because once once a locker room lady, always a locker room always. lady. They do 
the locker room the locker room lady wall of fame the locker room of fame everyone gets their own locker yes everyone gets their own locker it is forever so yes and it's so funny because when I see one who we hadn't done in a while who maybe are more little known maybe not the Pam Olivers of the world I always say oh my god that's a locker room lady assuming Mm -hmm. everybody around me knows what that means but if you don't know, better look it up. Um, I also always think about it specifically when I see Sarah Thomas. She was awesome. I mean, she was just an actual dream. I and love seeing her on the field. field. Yeah, I, I love seeing her on the yes. field. It makes me so happy because yes. it's just incredible what all these women are doing for their field and not only for the field of sports, but just for all the young women that look up to them, like just for the you and me's and the younger girls, the high school girls, the middle school girls, the girls who think that maybe they can't do something. And these women are living, breathing proof that they can and that you can and anything is possible. And we are so lucky to be able to have these opportunities. Yeah. And I just love having our opportunity to highlight each and every one of them and continue highlighting more incredible women. Yeah. And apparently we're going to do it 4,000 more times. So apparently, (laughs) apparently. Well, hopefully, guys- we, yeah. Hopefully, we don't have to do first woman two anymore. Hopefully, that by that time, that's all. <laughs> hopefully, by four thousand, there's there's not a yeah. whole lot of first woman twos. I mean, hopefully, there's always first woman twos because there's always first things happening. Even when you think yes. we've reached, yes. um, we've done it all. Someone does something else. It's pretty amazing. But True. hopefully, there are more and more women that are changing the game. We have more women on the sidelines more women in the front offices and I'm just, we'll be there. We'll be along for the ride. This has been an absolutely amazing ride so far. And I'm just so blessed and grateful to have this opportunity to continue doing this every single week with Charlotte. Me too. It's therapy. It really is. It really is. is. We always say that, like we don't need therapy. We have locker room ladies. I know we got to put that on a shirt. We have to. We will. All right. Well, you guys keep it locked. Let's take a quick little break and then we're going to talk some football because we're actually recording today's episode on a Sunday, which rarely, rarely happens, but we always got to get it in no matter what our life throws at us and what our schedules bring. We always have to make time for locker room ladies. So this is an addition that's happening on a Sunday night during Sunday night football, nonetheless. So keep it locked and we'll be right back. All right. Thank you guys for hanging in there. We are back. Like we said, we're recording this on a Sunday and today is actually Sunday, November 27th, which means that Sean Taylor died 15 years ago today on November 27th, 2007. He was tragically shot and killed while defending his family from a home invasion. So we just want to take the time to honor him, rest in peace. He was such a talent that was gone too soon and lost his life and gave the greatest sacrifice to protect his family. Yeah. And um, of course, every year the NFL and the commanders honor him and they did today and um, they unveiled a statue. Um, The thought was there. I don't know if it was very well received. Uh, Maddie, what do you think about this? So, Initially, when I heard they were doing this, I was like, that's awesome, because I know last year they they retired his number and they did a little ceremony, but there was some criticism because 
the place where they put the number on the field was like where the VIPs usually stand. So there were people standing on the number where yeah. it was dedicated. And there was just some kind of blunders with last year's recognition. And so I, I had higher hopes for this season, but the commanders have kind of been heavily criticized for their handling with a lot of different things over recent years. And this seems to be no different, unfortunately. They said it was a statue. And I think that that calling it a statue already kind of set them up for failure because it wasn't a statue. Like I wouldn't have called it a statue. I would have called it a mannequin. It essentially looked like a Dick Sporting Goods Black Friday sale. Like they were just yeah. putting commander's gear on display, which is yeah. unfortunate. It also was like a wire mannequin. Like, yeah, I, I, people were very upset about this. I, I didn't. It didn't honor him the way that I think that they intended it to. Right. I definitely don't think they should have used the term statue. I think they should have just maybe called it something else. Memorial. Maybe lowered the expectations a bit for what it was yeah. because I just don't yeah. – I think it was misleading and, and people maybe expected yeah. something a bit different. And, yes. I mean, people were criticizing what, like, the, the mannequin was wearing. Apparently, like – the cleats were Adidas, the jersey was Nike, the pants were Reebok. It just didn't look really cohesive. However, a bright spot, Taylor's son, Jackie, did design limited edition Sean Taylor Legacy Project merchandise. And the commanders did have that on sale at FedEx Field. And all of the proceeds from those purchases went to gun violence prevention initiatives. Wow. So again, that's a bright spot. And I think it's yeah. great that his daughter got the opportunity to have an impact on her father's memorial and that the proceeds are going to something like a good gun violence prevention. Yeah. yeah. So that's a bright so, spot. Yeah. I think. I mean, we'll see what they do next year. I mean, hopefully after the last two memorials maybe they'll get something right here yeah i just think he he deserves better especially because he died in such a tragic way too young while such a heroic way such a a martyr yeah and it was while he was a member of their organization i just think that he deserves better and that they probably should have put more time and thought into his memorial if they're gonna gonna make it a big deal they should have and right i I don't think they meant for it to be a big flop right but but if i'm i don't know how much time they put into it but if people are saying it doesn't look like they put a lot of time into it that means that they probably should rethink moving forward and i did hear some people say that maybe they were looking there's talks that they're going to be playing at a different venue in the future and so maybe they didn't want something super permanent at this one but i still think that it was just kind of lackluster. And do something else and then hold off on that until... Yeah, it just seemed yeah. lackluster. I think there are plenty of things that you can do to honor those whose lives were yeah. lost. And yeah. this one just seemed a little bit... A little bit... Poor it taste. Just sta- just it, like it just weird. didn't stack didn't, up to... Didn't sit well. It, yeah. Right. It wasn't, it's yeah. unfortunate because... The whole thing is that we should be honoring his memory and, and talking about all the amazing things that he did yeah. throughout his life and that he did for the organization and for the sport of football and for all, our alma mater, Charlotte, Yeah, at the University of Miami. So it's it's yeah. a little bit disappointing, but again, yeah. bright spot that his daughter's 
merchandise was sold and the proceeds went to a good cause. Maddie, you just mentioned the University of Miami. Do you remember when the cat was to to completely change the subject? Do you remember when the cat (laughs) was hanging from the stands that last season? So we had kind of a weird repeat of that that today. If you guys were Sunday, um, there was a skunk in Cleveland. I don't know how he got in there. Oh my goodness. Yeah, how? Why? Something, There's a lot wrong there. Um, I took it like Cleveland stinks, like something stinks in Cleveland because there's a skunk. I took it about something's coming that's a little stinky next week. Yeah, I don't know. I <laughs> I think it's hilarious. That's very – It is I grew, silly. Up, I grew up not far from Cleveland in western Pennsylvania. I think that's funny, like – just such a random critter. No, did, are they kind of, are, are they around? I feel like it's I don't know. I feel like it's kind of like not super common to see a skunk just on a regular basis, let alone inside of a, a football stadium. stadium. I mean, they call it the dog pound, but there was a skunk today, which is a little yeah. funny. So I just thought that was like very was comical. Funny. And the Browns actually, did, I know I was making fun of them, and I said they stink, but they did actually pull through against the Buccaneers yeah. in an overtime win. This Amari afternoon, Cooper. as we're recording this yeah. on a Sunday, and in other news, Charlotte, last week we said the coin prophecy was still going strong. I took my yeah. own advice. I picked the Bears oh, to win in my you? little apartment pool today, and I was bamboozled. Wow. The coin is officially wow. defeated. The Jets came through with a win against the no. Bears. The coin had them projected to lose against the Bears. They won. And All right. What are you going to do? Not only did they win, but they came out and they had a showing, Charlotte. They did. They did. And you know what I said going into that game? I really, really wished I could have seen Justin Fields play against that defense because that guy can run. And it would have been so cool to see him against, you know, that that defense is holding that team up. So when you look at that schedule at the beginning of the year, that would have been a matchup. Yeah. Between that we would not Justin Fields and Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson. However, yeah. Justin Fields got injured and Zach Wilson, we touched on what was going to happen with him last week in our episode, but the news actually came out after we recorded. Like so right after, yeah. For those of you who don't know, Zach Wilson did actually get benched, and not even to the point where, oh, you're not starting, you're you're going to be our backup. He didn't even dress for he the He was game. inactive. He was on their inactives list. Yeah, that surprised me, Charlotte. What about you? Yeah, it surprised me. And when So I go through them every Sunday, and I put them on the little ticker, and usually I'll, I like to put the, what their injury is because the people want to know. Right. And for Zach Wilson, I was like, what do I write? Is it, I, I, don't, I didn't know what to write. So I just wrote his name and his position. I didn't write an injury because <laughs> he's not injured. I just right. – I mean, what do you, what so, do you say? I don't know. That was, that was a bold move by Robert Sala for sure. Yeah. I mean, definitely making a statement. I don't know if that's, that's what he wanted to go for. He definitely yeah. got that across if that was the intention. And Mike White started, and he had a day, Charlotte. So he went 22 for 28, 315 passing yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. And that brings me to the question, is it worth giving Zach Wilson another chance at the starting job this season? I mean, it's week 12. How do you? Like, I I think they would be fools not to because not only – has he been acting immaturely, but he also has not been playing that well. 
throughout this past season. The, this is a defensive team. That's what's been holding them up. So I think that we will see Mike White again. And we'll probably see Zach Wilson suited. But I was going to say, I think they definitely should should have him dress and yeah. be the backup. But he needs to earn his spot as a starter. And that comes with practice. And that comes with yeah. off the little, field, too. So obviously – there was I'm sure that there was some some hard feelings in the locker room after the whole drama last week. So I think that he That's really needs to work. And apparently he did go back and apologize to the defense after saying that he didn't feel like he let them down in the press conference. But that was after he had been benched. So mm-hmm. hopefully this is a learning lesson for him. Hopefully they do have him dress and you know in practice he'll yeah. go head to head with Mike White and see who earns the starting job. And I think that I know that Robert Sala before today's game said it was going to be week to week. I don't know if his opinion so, is going to we'll change see. based on the performance today and the big win, but definitely I was surprised when they, when they didn't even yeah. dress in Charlotte. It's almost like a New York thing. I don't know if that would happen in another organization. It seems like they're tough here in New York. Um, and what coach was saying on the show today was that sometimes you are better and this is a good point sometimes you're better in another organization sometimes where you are is important i mean look at geno smith he's absolutely popped off in seattle and he hasn't been so great the opposite yeah so maybe maybe zach wilson's just young maybe new york isn't the place for him maybe he needs to go to denver be close to home so (laughs) (laughs) maybe he will i mean maybe it's i definitely was surprised. I don't know. That, that defense, ball. that Broncos defense was not happy today either. I know. And I picked them up on fantasy, of course. Oh. <laughs> also, uh, Charlotte mentioned there was a shot during the broadcast of Zach Wilson oh. uh, in his rain jacket on the sidelines. And it was just like it's the like, fall from Grace's. Like, oh, holy, like. Fall rom-com scene in the rain no tears but they were in like in you could feel them on the inside he did not look happy and i don't think i don't think he'll do that i I I don't think he'll do that again but i hope that this is a lesson for him for sure definitely um a lesson in maturity and yeah something that you'd hope that he wouldn't make the same mistake twice speaking of people who have had a day Josh Jacobs, Charlotte, in the Seattle game. My goodness. The Raiders took down Seattle in a thrilling overtime. Uh, Josh Jacobs had 303 yards from scrimmage. 229 of those were rushing yards. Two touchdowns. And one of those touchdowns was an 86-yard rushing touchdown to win the game in overtime. The team ran off the field, game over, scoreboard switched to final. It was absolutely electric. Maddie, well, what I will say about that um, touchdown run is cheers erupted. We were ready to get out of there. It was the last game we were waiting on and to to leave work so I could come here and record the podcast. And I was so excited when that happened. And (laughs) he took it to the house. I'm sure everyone in Vegas was was equally as excited. Charlotte, it was a fun it was a fun way to win, especially like in my pool, I had picked the Seahawks, but you know, whatever. And in general, just for someone who didn't really have that much skin in that game, watching the game, it's always fun to see close games play out like that. Cause really just a reminder that anything can happen on any given Sunday. It's just anyone's any given game. Sunday. It's whoever shows up to play. 
And yes. today the Raiders were able to pull through with that. And I thought the Seahawks looked pretty good throughout the game. I mean, it was definitely anyone's game. And it just happened that Josh Jacobs was able to put it away for the Raiders. And definitely an exciting win, especially uh, had to have been a bummer for the fans that were there in Seattle today, Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. The stadium did get pretty loud. and Yeah, they kept popping that note, how loud it was at the stadium. <laughs> I know. I was like, but th- I thought that was kind of cool. What an interesting yeah, note. Could act- they actually tested how loud it was in decibels, and that's an actual fact. That was how loud it was. That's and, a thing that they do but, yeah. at that stadium when I lived there. That was something that we talked about all the time. And when I went to – when it was CenturyLink, but now it's Lumen Field, when right, I went right. there for games, it did get really loud in there. The way that it's set up, it just – I think it really just traps in the sound. And, you know, like Seattle's on the water, so I think that helps the sound travel yeah. even more. But definitely I, a way to silence the crowd there. Yes, really. Oh, that would have been louder probably, that silence. But the first, the most the, – the loudest stadium – did, did you read what it said on the broadcast? No. Mm-hmm. What do you think it is? I watched Red Zone for most of the, the day. Oh, you did? So, yeah, I, I just switched for the very okay, end. So what, do you, so what do you think is the loudest stadium? Um, That's well, okay, I would have guessed Seattle, but now... um Oh, Buffalo. Kansas City. Oh. Which brings me to another point. Okay. If I, and I'm sitting there today watching these games, I'm thinking, all right, if I'm an NFL defensive coordinator, if I'm the first female NFL defensive coordinator, Love it. And, I'm playing, and I'm not on Kansas City's team, I'm going into Kansas City weekend. You're as going a, to Arrowhead. I'm going to Arrowhead. My game plan and my only game plan, and every defensive coordinator's game plan should be this going into Kansas City week. Oh, I love this. Look for Travis Kelsey and cover him. Why is he <laughs> always open? He's always open. They oh no one goodness. can cover him. He he will not be stopped. He's so fast, and he's always open. So I don't oh, know that's so why. Funny. Right? I thought you were gonna say like because they're the loudest stadium. My game plan would be <laughs> to like pumping crowd noise during practice Ooh. or something. I was like, oh, creative. No, that's, uh, that's gonna cover be Travis attitude. Kelsey. I mean, maybe both of those in tandem could work. I think that's, yeah, I mean, straight up cover Travis Kelsey. All you have to do is cover Travis Kelsey. And you (laughs) I don't know, though, because I feel like they have so many other weapons on that team. They do. Like, I don't know. I feel like they would find a way to to get the ball into someone's hands. Patrick Mahomes would find a way to do it. But I definitely think that that can't hurt is to cover Travis Kelsey for sure, Charlotte. Yeah. I mean, what are we doing wrong, people? So, yeah, that was my thought today while I was watching. Thank you all for Ooh, joining wait, us. Oh, go ahead. One question. What's one thing in the 100 episodes that you have learned after 100 episodes? That's our parting question. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even think of one ahead of time. I forgot to. Um, oh, my God. So you're on the spot. You got to answer from, from on your gut. Spot. One thing you learned. Do you want me to go um, first? I have. No, I'll go. I think okay, go. I've learned. Um, I've learned from all of the women that we've highlighted that you are capable and you can do whatever you want to do. If you put your mind to it, it doesn't matter if a hundred people tell you, no, you can't. If they tell you, no, you can't play on the boys team. No, you can't do this. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. 
you're not talented enough, you are, and you have to believe in yourself. And if you work your ass off, you absolutely can do it. And this show and all of those amazing women that we talked about earlier today are proof of that. So that's what I've learned is not to take no for an answer, not to let anyone, any guy, anyone tell me that I cannot do something because I'm a woman and I'm amazing and I can. I love that. I love that. Well, I was going to say something funny, but I'll, to go with your theme, something that I always remembered and multiple guests who we've had have said this and multiple people who we've just researched have said this, be the most prepared person in the room, always go into the room being the most prepared and you're going to be fine. And I like to do, I I strive to do that. If you're the most prepared, you're going to be ahead of everybody in the room, no matter what your gender is. And I think we've learned that women almost have to prepare twice as hard for everything to get the opportunities that they have earned. They have to show a little bit harder sometimes. And I think it can't hurt to to be the most prepared person in the room, like you said, Charlotte. What was your funny thing? My funny thing was I've learned way more about the Pittsburgh Steelers than I ever thought I would know. <laughs> and I've learned more about the Yankees, Charlotte. I love yeah. it. Okay, well, there we go. Oh, and you're love love a baseball That's fan, cute. too. That's a cute way, way to end it. Well, thank you guys for joining us for our Locker Room Ladies Centennial. It's been a blast, and we can't wait for the next 100. Thank you guys so much. I want to shout out my best friend, Emily Mariotti, who is an honorary Locker Room Lady of the yes, Week. Yes, shout out M101. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.